0: Welcome to the Christine Means Business Podcast. My name is Christine Hansen and I'm a business consultant helping entrepreneurs to scale their business without working more through wonderful team management, leadership and strategy. Together with fellow experts or my own, this podcast is designed to share the most actionable tips, pieces of wisdom and anecdotes that will help you to avoid any mistakes that will cost you time or money to grow your business. It is my absolute joy to share that knowledge with you to help you for your ultimate success. You will get a new episode every two weeks and there's loads of free materials on my website, christinemeansbusiness.com. So go ahead and check that out and I'm looking forward to hear your feedback. And please don't forget to give us a couple of stars if you enjoy what you've been hearing on your podcasting platforms and without further ado let's start the show Hello and welcome to this brand new episode of Christine Wins Business today with myself, Christine Hansen, your hostess with the mostest. And as always, I'm going to try and get you to get as much new wisdom as possible to help you and your business. And as always, I have a wonderful guest with me so that you have double the brain power um, to learn even more than you usually do. So today I have with me Georgia, Georgia G., Or I'm going to try it, Georgia Guazzarotti. So I see some Italian in there. We'll see if I'm right. She is the CEO of the Treasures Within. And she is a success coach for multi-passionate female entrepreneurs, something that I think so many of us are, even if we try not to be, but inherently we are. And she's also the host of the Treasures Within podcast. After years of starting niche businesses, so multiple, so she knows what she's talking about, and shutting them down when the passion disappeared, she decided to incorporate all her passions into one coaching business. Now, that alone is super fascinating to me. Today, she helps other creative and multi-passionate women to create thriving businesses without niching down and overcoming all the old stories and limiting beliefs that keep them stuck and broke. So I am really exciting because interestingly, I have another friend, Glinda Morse. I don't know if anyone knows about her. She's awesome too. She's also focusing on multi-passionate entrepreneurs. And another friend of mine, Carmen Hunter, she's doing health coaching, but she's also a big advocate of you don't need to niche down. So I love this because It's very different from what you usually hear, which is you need to niche down, you need to find your specific genre of what you want to do. And if you've read my book, if you've ordered my book, and I have a copy right next to me, it's called We Mean Business, and it just came out in January 2022, you will know that I do talk about niching, but... In a way that, um, to me, it's always you have to start with your values first. You are basically your own niche. The way that you are, your character, your values is a niche already. But also sometimes communication makes it easier to have a niche, which doesn't mean that you exclude a lot of other things. So we will talk about all of that, compare our stories. So Georgia, welcome so much to the podcast
1: Hey Christine, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. So tell me a little bit. Um, I think a lot of us understand the feeling, me as well. I mean this is my third business and I just call myself a serial entrepreneur because I don't think I will be doing anything more than 10 years necessarily. And But that is a concept that is fairly recent. I think you know most of us grew up or have grown up with a perception that you should be doing one thing, focus on one thing and pretty much do it for the rest of your life and like quitting is for losers, you need to finish what you started, et cetera, et cetera. So you decided, I mean, you've started lots of things, you also stopped lots of things and then you decided to bring all of it together. So tell us a little bit about that journey. I mean, was it easy to do? Was it difficult to do? And how do you combine all of those things in your new business?
1: Oh, yes, that is a good question. It was definitely a journey full of ups and downs. Like, I did not have a clue what I was doing for most of it. I just, you know, as I I was growing up, as I said, I was told that you had to pick just one thing. You know, you go to school and they ask you to specialize or do the career when you're really young. And I tried doing that and I tried to like be a teacher, but I realized that way that actually, you know, I love teaching, but I don't like that academic environment. And I was pretty clear after the experience that I wanted to start my own business and be my own boss. And so I set out to find my one true passion because that's what everyone said that you should do, that you all had this one true passion. I had other passions and I said, okay, let's just, pick one, whatever is caused me in the moment. And so I tried uh, experimenting with being a translator, being a personal assistant, with working in skincare in different capacities. And I even tried writing. which honestly writing I thought it was the one because I've always, it's, it's the thing that I always come back to, right? So I tried, I started all these niche businesses and at the beginning, it would be amazing. I, would live in, I was living my dream. I was doing what I love and making good money and having all this freedom. And people were looking at me like, you know, like, yeah, you're living the dream. And from the outside, I was. But inside, after that one or two years, I was starting feeling so miserable. I knew that I was, that I had chosen, what at the time I thought it was the wrong thing. Mm. and I was I was feeling like so flaky because it doesn't matter how much money I was making how successful I was I just wanted to quit and start something else
0: yes and oh. I
1: had all these doubts
0: I yes. agree I can totally relate so give us just an idea like for those of you guys who are, might not be sure what we're actually talking about in terms of niching what would be some of the businesses that you had you know where you niche down what would what would what, what, what are we talking about exactly
1: yes well the writing business it was like a, it was a freelance writing business for uh, the beauty industry in particular so I was writing and the business has different people because at the beginning I thought okay I'm gonna niche down and just write for other influencers not like a gossip project and then I started, I didn't like that at all. I didn't like the it was very promotional, and so I switched to okay, I'm gonna write for magazines, but that was the same thing, very really advertorial, very really, you know a lot of marketing involved. I didn't really like that, so I pivoted again and wrote blogs for beauty businesses, I'm trying to find different clients and different niches in the same industry, but in the end. Spending all my days just writing about beauty, it felt too limiting.
0: Okay, yes, which I think is often happening Um, when you niche down. Obviously, you focus on your one thing, and it can get, I think especially when you're multi-passionate, can get boring. Let's just be very honest about it. Yes,
1: I I honestly thought when I started that if I could spend all my days writing I will be the happiest girl in the world. Yeah. And at the time, I was very interested in beauty as well. And so I thought, okay, this is like the perfect marriage. But again, after the year and a half, two years, I got that feeling, this isn't it. There is so much more that I'm meant to do. And so I quit that and I started coaching, but coaching in, in skincare. So I kept that uh, interest in beauty, but this time I was helping women with the skin, and again, this was very niche. It was uh, because my my whole thing was about science-based skincare and understanding the ingredients and how they work and how they can help you solve all these, uh, you know, uh, with your wrinkles, the dark spots, and another thing. And it was exciting at the beginning because it was like putting together a puzzle and understanding, yes. okay, how can I have this person? But after I mastered that skill again, that boredom set in again, it was like meant for something new. And you know, the, the first thing this happened, I thought, okay, I just picked the wrong passion. The second time this happened, I thought, okay, maybe there is something wrong. with me I'm just flaky, but when it happens after five or six times and you try all these different combinations and none of them works and you sort of run out of options. (laughs) I realize that, okay, maybe it's not me that I'm wrong. Maybe it's the whole niche model that is wrong. I love this.
0: So I think a lot of our listeners can actually relate to that, you know, and I want to together with, um, with Georgia, I want to give you guys openly permission to shift your business or to pivot your business. I've been, I've been talking a lot about it and there's an article that I wrote for entrepreneur, which is actually just about pivoting your business. And I really want to, from us, give you permission to not feel flaky, you know, to not feel like a loser or some weird, you know, hormonal, I don't know what lady, because you change your mind because suddenly that fire is changing again. Or when people ask you, so what are you doing now in terms of, you know, not taking you seriously, we don't give a crap honestly who cares as long as we are happy so here's your permission slip officially through internet land given it to you now Georgia you went a step further because you started and funny enough this non-niching down it's kind of a business it's kind of a niche on itself you know like <laughs> with a the niche of non-niching down and you took that you investigated that you started to come to be at peace with it and now you use that for your business. My mind is blown what do you do how do you coach that way tell us a little bit more about this.
1: Yeah so when I realized that the whole niche model wasn't working for me I started exploring different ways where I could do this and this was like three, four years ago when I was starting seeing all these examples of, you know, Marifor, Leontjan, Kutcher. Like there are so many of us, multi-passionates you know, the out there mm-hmm. that are thriving, doing all the things they love. And I started studying them and seeing what they were doing. And is what you mentioned before.
0: Oh, hang on, in- your, your sound just cut out there for a second. So you you imagine to try and see what they were doing and then the sound cut out. So can you just pick it up from there?
1: Sure. (laughs) So I started uh, looking at what these entrepreneurs and the passionates were doing and how I could do the same, just study them and implement in my own business. And I realized that part of it was what you were saying before about all of us being our own niche and creating mm. the personal brand. As I think when we're talking about niche, people think, oh, I like to write so I can only be a writer. I like to sing. I can only be a singer. I like marketing. I can only be a marketer. But there are ways where you can combine all your interests into one business and not all your passions need to be the thing that you actually do the the the, the service that you sell but that can be part of your business. And Marie Forleo, for me was a huge inspiration. She's the founder of this school someone doesn't know what she is. Yes. And you know, she said like her business is about selling online business courses. Mm-hmm. But then you look at her marketing and her YouTube channel, and she starts dancing around. And I want her to book tour in London, and she she too, even there, she had us all dancing around. <laughs> and it's like that's a way that you can include your passion for dancing into your business. So dance is not the thing that you sell to your clients, but it's the thing that makes you stand out. Yes. And I want to give you permission to actually bring all the passion into it because I think that is the thing. Now that pretty much every niche is saturated, what really stand, makes you stand out and attracts people to you is your core quote unquote quirkiness, those things that you judge about yourself that you think that don't fit in. Those are the things that people love about you and that makes people want to work with you. So that's what I help my clients do. When we work together, we have a look at all their passions and Again, as we were saying before, also the core values, our core values and our beliefs. Yes. Because I believe that that should be the foundation of a business. And then you look at all your different passions and how do they fit in? Which passions actually help you uh, deliver that mission mm-hmm. that you promise to your customers? And which one can you bring in as fine in the marketing and the branding just as or just as a hobby? Because today people want to see the side of you as well.
0: I love it. It's very aligned with my lighthouse metaphor and it's by Anne Lamott. And it's right in the beginning, like in the introduction of my book, it's actually on page three. I'm going to show it to you guys. You have a huge badass image and it's basically called Lighthouses Don't Go Running All Over an Islands Looking for Boats to Save. They just stand there shining. And that's my core belief when it comes to clients. Like you don't go out finding clients. Clients find you shining your specific light. So what I'm hearing here, and what I'm totally excited about, and I think Georgia we are on a completely is the same wavelength here, is that when your light is a kaleidoscope of all of your different passions, that's fine. It doesn't need to be one single color. It doesn't have to have one single frequency. It can be many different things, and people will love that. They don't need to love every aspect of it necessarily, But it might be that just that particular combination of different, let's say, colors here in terms of metaphors for your passions works perfectly for the right clients, obviously, because they will love you for exactly who you are with your different elements. So I think this is a wonderful process. I imagine you have it all, you know, structured out how you can work with your clients. Can you give us I mean, you used Mary Folio. I think everyone knows B-School. If you don't check her out. I'm not going to recommend her. I'm actually someone who enjoys her, but I do not recommend her as a business coach. I'm sorry to say. Grateful beginner, just don't get your expectations too high high up. That's just me being super honest about what I think. Um, But her branding and her advertisement is pristine. I do admit that. It's lovely to watch her do her thing. But can you give us an example of... The client journey you had maybe with someone, and also something that we that I looked at for in in your topics that you talk about, what could be some hiccups? So let's say we have someone listening, and they're like, "Okay, I think I understand." Could you maybe walk us through what some of your clients have discovered about themselves when you did this exercise with them or this coaching type with them? And also, what were some stumbling blocks? So if someone is like, "Okay, I think I want to do this," what should they be aware of that might come up?
1: You know, when I work with my clients and I take them through this process, I see the same thing happening over and over again.
0: Surprise.
1: they (laughs) They come to me saying, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I have all these passions. I have all these interests. I can choose. I don't know how to combine them. And pretty soon, within two, three sessions, maybe they are they are so clear on what their vision is they're so clear on their purpose it's just that because we've been told all our lives that we have to niche down and very often our path looks different because no one teaches us how to incorporate all these things so they know what they want to create they know what they want to do but as it comes out of their mouth they ignore it they just say oh no that's that's a bad idea that will never work and that is the biggest stumbling block for them because all the time because they have never seen anyone else do that they think they can't do it or that it won't work for them
0: yeah yeah, that's a good one. So if you guys are like, I really want to do this, but this inner voice comes up and it's like, nobody else is doing it, so it mustn't be working. And it's like, no, like give it a good try. I think entrepreneurship is so much about keeping an open mind, about trying, also being ready to see, okay, this doesn't, didn't work, but you do, you won't know if you don't give it a good try. So I think that is wonderful. Georgia, I think what you're doing is, Awesome. I love that you're specializing on this, you know, helping people getting that clarity on what their different passions are and how to efficiently use it. I'm a little bit jealous. I would love to be able to coach that way. I don't think it's my specialty at all. (laughs) So I would (laughs) gladly refer anyone to you who is feeling perfectly aligned with that. I think if I look at myself and in what you're saying, Some things that you can see in my business is obviously I like my business strategies. Um, Travel has been the biggest passion that I've incorporated and that I made a leg of my business now. The business tripper community is entrepreneurs traveling the world together. So I think that's the biggest one. And then another passion is pretty things, right? I love my jewelry. I love my high-end stuff. It's kind of, it's part of my brand, even though it's my personal passion. I think it just speaks just as much to my brand as and my business as it does to what I fancy doing and, and buying and so forth, you know? So I do understand. I never f- focus more on it. I think I'm good for now, but I do absolutely understand what your clients, um, you know, are struggling with before they get to work with you. Now, you have another thing that I want to quickly talk about because you said one sentence before and it's that clients come to you and they have, they want to do something, but they are so overwhelmed, so confused. They don't know what their purpose is. And you have a beautiful gift for us that people can get. Um, and I'm going to read the link, but obviously, if you want to be more efficient, head over to christinemeansbusiness.com forward slash blog, check out this episode, and you will have the link to click on. If you're on your phone and you want to type it in, head over to the treasureswithin.net forward slash purpose hyphen finder. And what exactly will they find there? Yes,
1: this is a guide that I put together to give everyone access to the process that I I take my clients through, and it will get them very clear on, again, the first step is always to make an inventory of all your skills and all your talents. Then it takes you through a process of how do you combine that together into a business and get you clear on, again, what is that mission that you want your business to fulfill? Why does your business exist? And then how all your passions fit into it and which ones are the rock stars that actually help you deliver your services and which one are the supporting acts that are more, again, in the background as, marketing or branding or even just passion projects that you want to share with with your audience something you like so so create creative business where you do all the things that you love but you are not overwhelmed and you're not confusing your clients and you have that variety for yourself so that you don't get bored and want to quit after two years
0: yes <laughs> exactly exactly and it it's not always about quitting you know sometimes i think it's also about you no know, with sleep like a boss i sold the business like i had one of my team members take over so it's not i think that's also a message that i really want to share here when you build something, it doesn't mean that you need to burn it to the ground. You can profit from your work. You can sell it. You can pass it on. There's so much we can do. I find a lot of the time we're just like, okay, I'm just going to call it quits. But if you've created amazing content, if you've created any amazing things, don't just let it die. There's so many ways of repurposing things or you know, giving them a breath of fresh air or you know, transferring them. So I think that's also something that people should keep In mind because we will change. I mean, we change all the time. It's normal that our passions will change. So I am super excited. I also love that you mentioned that you don't confuse clients even when you are multi passionate if you know how to express yourself. So I think that is such an important piece. Georgia, it's been amazing to talk to you. I loved this episode. I'm so glad that you're doing this. How can people get in touch with you?
1: Oh, thank you so much, Christine. It has been fabulous. And for anyone who wants to get in touch with me, you can find me at the justwithin.net, and you can find all the links to my social on there and more information about what I do
0: and how we can work together. Wonderful. So we have the link in our show notes as well, uh, as well as Georgia's social media links. So you can lovingly stalk her on social Um, and anything you need, let her know that you heard from her or that you discovered her on the Christine Means Business Podcast. That would be amazing. And if there has been one little nugget that inspired you, that made you smile, that gave you relief, maybe like, oh, I have permission to do this, then head over and leave us a five-star review. That would be absolutely wonderful. We have a link on our show notes as well, where you can easily do so for Apple, for Spotify, for all the different platforms. Don't need to sign in or anything. It works automatically. And um, I'd be really, really happy to do that. If you look, watch us on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe and um, share and yeah, spread the goodness around. Wonderful. I will see you guys in two weeks time with a new guest. Georgia, it's been wonderful to have you. I wish you all the best and loads of clients from this. I'm super, super glad that we have you in our digital marketing and online business world. And for all of you guys, take care. And I talk to you in two weeks time. Bye bye for now. All right. And here is what I usually forget at the end of every episode. So first off, thank you so much for listening and taking the time to tune in. We really, really, really appreciate it. Now don't forget that I've written a book with everything you need to know about growing and building a business online. It's called We Mean Business, The Practical Guide for Creative Entrepreneurs, Coaches and Small Businesses to Build Your Brand and Grow Your Business online. You can find it on Amazon but also in other online bookstores and on my website. Also please make sure that if you want to stalk me you follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube or Twitter or Pinterest or TikTok and if there was anything in this episode that you learned, that you found entertaining, that made you giggle, then I would be over the moon if you'd left us a five-star rating. These ratings go a long way for more people to tune in and make sure that you follow the podcast as well to share the love and to have more people find it. Thank you so much and we'll see you in two weeks time for a new episode.